Why is it never Epic's fault? And Apple may be getting into the race. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is brought to you by the Mac Voices Slack, available to all patrons of Mac Voices. Sign up today at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. The Mac Voices Live panel finishes up our conversation about whining CEOs who blame Apple for their own problems. Then we look at the benefits of Apple taking on Formula One racing for Apple TV+. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. But in that world, Jim, if, if you if you do that, somebody else would have stepped in and tried to do something, whether it would have been, God help us, Microsoft <clears throat> or, you know, some other operating system. Other Microsoft, did. Microsoft I mean, they, they did, did step they tried, in. They tried and failed. Yeah, Apple, well, Apple crushed Microsoft. So yeah, well, um, we, we, mean, we, yeah. we 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 lived that uh, you know that reality. And then and there was Rubenstein know, with whatever that company was that you know had all sorts of you know fast web apps on their phone. So and then there was Amazon that had its that was uh, Paul. phone. So there's been all sorts of other companies that have tried and failed. Um, I, yeah. You know, I, I guess the Microsoft thing, though, I mean, I felt like that was, first of all, it was a bit ham-handed, as I recall, and it was a, bit, a little bit too late to the game, and Google was already pouring the money in and becoming the second tier. I, I yes. mean, it'd be interesting to go back and see a timeline of that, but and Microsoft, you know, just folded their, their ten and left, so... I mean, well, it's not because like... they because they had to, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying this is a guarantee that, you know, but it's certainly plausible that without uh, Google's investment, Apple could have crushed everyone and permanently, you know, or, or for a couple of decades owned, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, look, Microsoft's still coasting on, you know. Windows 95, basically, right? 20 years later, you know, that's the only reason why there's any Microsoft anything. Barry in the chat room asks, wasn't Android in development before the iPhone? Weren't Android phones more <clears throat> like blue? Uh, I, Blackberries? Blackberries, yeah. <laughs> Blackberries with physical keyboards until then? Yep. And, and there, there was an Android project. It wasn't, it didn't really look like what it looks like now. It, it was a completely different kind of project. And then the iPhone came out and they did a, whoa, that's where we need to go. Um, but, you know, that was possible because Google had, you know, essentially infinite revenue resources to pour into that. I mean, you know, they were way behind Apple, but they, you know, managed to successfully copy Apple and, you know, Kind of like you were talking about Microsoft. Um, ben, Ben, what was the what was the OS that was running on? I think I've got the name right. The Trello. Yep, uh, the, the Palm OS. Was oh. that a Palm OS? Oh, yeah. God, not Palm. Uh, it, it was from Palm, but it got my dad. My dad's TV was running it. Uh, Web OS. <laughs> Web OS. Yes, Web OS. Web OS. Web OS. Because I mean, I remember that was that was coming on as the 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 dominant well, the up and coming smartphone, if you will, until the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Because I remember I was I was looking for something better, 
And when all the rumors started about an iPhone, I, I did not spend the money on the Trello, but that was going to be where I was going to go. And then, of course, the iPhone hit and the rest is history. So uh, iPhone crushed all of those. I mean, it even mm-hmm. crushed BlackBerry. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, look, look at that. You'd think, you know, you talk about potential competitors. You would think, well, BlackBerry was the company that was in the position to own that market. They did own that market. And Apple just crushed them. Took it. Yeah. I, I feel like yeah. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the the Microsoft interview about after the release of the, the announcement of the iPhone and the pricing and how they just scoffed at it. And, you know. Well, what else were they going to do? Yeah, yeah, but well, it was the I mean, way they did it, Jim. Come on. Uh, the, 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 there's a reason why Satch and Adele is in, in charge and not Steve Ballmer. Yeah. Well, that's one of many. Yeah. Hey, let's let's move on because we're we're starting to run a little short on time. And there are a couple more that I wanted to get to. But we're going to stay with the theme here for a second and just mention the uh, the epic uh, Fort, uh, Fortnite layoffs. Um, you know, it just seems like all of all of Apple's enemies, you know, are are engaged in damage control or something, uh, or complaining. And I don't know, Mark, if you have any thoughts on this one, uh, except just to say that mm-hmm. Epic, you wouldn't have to lay off people if you hadn't done all, spent all the money on the legal fees. So um, when I saw that, you know, so their, their competitor to Unity, who Apple mentioned in their yeah. June event, and their stock went up and. Unity, you know, went public, if I recall correctly, in I think late 20. Uh, and then, you know, sort of got a jolt in the fall of 2021 when investors thought, oh, these guys have like a monopoly position. All the iPhone, sorry, all the gaming companies and you know, even t- you know, even movie 3D companies and effects are gonna be using their rendering engine. So this is a great buy. So their stock went up and then you know it's been collapsing for you know, basically you know 18 months. You know, they're not profitable. And you know, we can talk about some of the problems that their business has. You know, the key sin is they're not profitable. <laughs> so I can't imagine that, uh, you know, Epic, you know, is, uh, uh, you know, Epic, if they were able to go public, they would have, you know, you know, following Unity. They didn't do that. So my sense is uh, they're overextended. And in the current environment now, it's... Um, you know, near impossible, you know, for, you know, companies to uh, raise, you know, raise additional money. So Epic is deciding, hey, we've got to, <laughs> we've got to, we've got to grab our butts and hold on. So, you know, they're laying off, uh, you know, people and they're selling, uh, you know, some, uh, some operating unit all to try to stem cash flow or generate some cash because um, cash is, you know, cash is blood to a company. And if you run out of cash, you know, no matter how good your products are, uh, you die, and even growing companies, you know, if they grow and they run out of cash and are they're successful, they die. So I suspect there's a little bit of, um, you know, oh my god, you know, <laughs> oh my god, you know, what do we do here? You know, we're running into a bad situation uh, going on at uh, at Epic, and you know, I'm I've I've, I mean, I'm not happy you know, that you know, people get laid off and uh, lose their jobs, but. You know, it's a it's a business reality that uh, you know unless unless you are profitable, you can't you you don't control your destiny. Yeah, and I you know you bring up an interesting point, Mark. It's difficult to raise money in this environment. I have to wonder in what environment it would be. 
if if I have if I were an investor, would I want to invest in Fortnite? Not on one hand, their products and their their audience seem to be pretty dedicated. On the other hand, some of their senior management seems to be of questionable judgment. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, would I want to invest in that with all the other options out there? I'm not so sure. Um, you know, and, and the same way I feel about Unity, I've looked at them and, you know, they're particularly, to me, pernicious from an investor standpoint, because, you know, over the past, uh, you know, three or four four reporting periods, so a sequence of three years, mm-hmm. you know, they've inflated, you know, their shares outstanding by about 26, 27%, you know, and I can only imagine, you know, they're doing that, you know, to either fund, you know, fund, you know, stupid acquisitions that they're unwinding now, uh, or, you know, they're awarding it as, uh, you know, grants to their employees, but, you know, that's basically bad behavior, you know, that's, that's robbing from their investors. And to compare that with other companies, you know, that we've talked about here that do have, you know, large use of uh, stock options as compensation, company like Netflix, you know, if you look at it, they only grow their you know sh- shares outstanding by one to two percent a year. So um, I think Unity, you know, it's they're losing money. That's a bad business, and you know, and they're robbing from their investors. So I think this whole space has some structural problems, and we'll have to see what uh, you know what uh, what develops and what emerges. Yeah, and structure is the one thing that the register that it is not mentioning here, and it's vitally important. Why many people uh, keep talking about the Fortnite, pro- Fortnite product, uh, Epic is not only Fortnite. Epic is Unreal Engine, right. and Unreal Engine powers most of the major uh, 3D games and non-game technologies in various industries. Um, If this company were to go down, it would have huge ripples elsewhere. But I don't think it will go down. You know, what what will happen is it it has financial stress, you know, some shrewd investor or private equity firm or company will acquire it. You know, they'll boot, you know, they'll boot out, you know, they'll review and they'll boot out, you know, the, you know, the bad bad parts in the management team and then they'll they'll refocus them and recapitalize them yeah but we saw that with unity <laughs> something similar happened to that and uh it led well you know to it's, some... it's 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 always a it's always a tough bet right you know if yeah. you want to bet on the future and you make bets and they don't all they don't always all work out mm-hmm. but i mean right now the th- the third party uh game industry um, and we're not talking about EA or other companies that are mm-hmm. rich enough to have their own internal game engines, but uh, Unreal Engine and Unity are ba- is basically a duopoly right now. That's right, and that's why in 2021 there was so much investor excitement behind Unity. You know, they're thinking you know that not only do they do this is use all these games and we have all these annuities and it's used in Hollywood production and you know, all sorts of uh, other things. And this is going to be great. It's going to go to grow. This tree will grow to the moon until it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, there's one last story I want to make sure we get to. Um, and it contains the headline I'm typing in um, from the edition um, contains the word that I don't like when I when we talk about these things. And that is May. Um, Apple may enter a race for Formula One rights. I talked to Charlotte know, about this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and I, I know Webb has um, some some background in this um, in, a, in a sense. So, Webb, you want to dive in on this and give us just, some just, things to think about? Just to cover, first of all, just as a foundation, I'm a fan. I'm a Formula One racing fan, have been for years. I've been all over this planet going to, to races uh, all over Europe. Haven't been to the Far East yet. Uh, haven't been to Brazil yet, but I've been to several races here in the United States, too. So, so I'm, I'm coming at this as a fan. There are a couple of things that, that I find interesting. If you remember, uh, um, Apple has always had an and interest there they have an interest in sports to begin with mls and all that other kind of stuff uh that we already know about in, in major league baseball um but the uh formula one thing is kind of interesting a couple things that if you remember there was a race earlier this year in miami and uh tim cook uh waved the the checkered flag not with a whole lot of energy i might add but but uh, he kind of kind of did one of these, you know, um, but in uh, Eddie Q is I've said this on the show several times. He's on the board of directors of Ferrari, the car company. Um, and uh, so so there's always been an interest there. Um, one of the things that's interesting about the TV rights in this game is there is a. Um, it's an international rights and what what Apple yeah. wants. And I, I and I. Um, it, it was referenced in this edition article too. Uh, Apple wants world worldwide rights, and there are several countries that have their own uh, licensing agreement with Formula One. If Apple wanted to get into this game, it'd probably be about five years once they come to an agreement. It's going to be five years, if not maybe seven years, to to get that worldwide um, licensing agreement. So it's not going to happen all at once. Um, uh also keep in mind that in formula one it already has a lot of money it is um mm-hmm. i i mean the, you, you think nba players get paid a lot um you and the formula one you got everything from uh uh drivers that are paid tens of millions of dollars to drive around in a race car all the way to the other end you got people that that pay to to drive a race car it's it's Mm-hmm. The, 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 it's a wide gamut of what goes on as far as the drivers um and the um um yeah the two billion dollars is it going to happen it could uh as a fan what i would like to see is they have to do something to make the broadcast a little bit more intriguing um they tried to do it in the united states uh where espn and Speed Channel before that was they tried to uh, uh, broadcast the race, but they had two guys sitting in a studio in Connecticut doing the play-by-play yeah. of the race. It was all over the world and just picking up the world feed to do it on about a 30-second delay. Um, and that didn't work out. The last couple of years, what ESPN did is that they've contracted with Sky Sports, which is basically the ESPN of Europe. Um and they just pick up that feed. Um mm-hmm. they don't have the production costs they, they so there's that going on. Also, remember, Formula One is actually owned by a United States company now. They were in media. And they're trying to get, uh, you know, there was only one race per country. Now now the United States is bouncing on three. 
there's Miami, there's Austin, and there's uh, Las Vegas, um, which could be an interesting race. There's there's a side story there about about um, uh, the Las Vegas race that the Formula One people are, are insisting that the hotels pay a fee if they're on the race course. Okay, and if they don't, Formula One's just going to put a big black tarp right in front of the the hotel, so people can't get a room and, and watch the race in their hotel room. It, seriously, I, I mean that that's yeah. how ruthless these people are. Um, so there, there's a lots of things. Uh, like I said, as a fan, they got to do something that's very intriguing to to pick it up. Uh, I think one of the things that's interesting recently is that if I'm watching uh, um, the uh, Thursday night football. Uh, the ES or the the um, Amazon, Amazon game. Uh, they they have a feed that that brings on all the uh, AWS analytics, and that's real fascinating. So if they can do something like that and add it to uh, uh, the Formula One, that could be interesting. Now I haven't seen anything on the baseball broadcasts or the soccer pod broadcasts either. I got to admit, I haven't studied them, but I don't know if they're doing anything that's any different than any other soccer game on TV. So anyway, that's kind of my thoughts. It, it'll be interesting. It'll be a while if they get to it. $2 billion is a lot of money, but they're just going to take some of that Google money and put it over there. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have yeah, a question I mean, for you after dark yeah. about AWS and football. Okay. And I, and I have a formula one story that will take even you know, just uh, direct uh, point to point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Brian brought up, brought up a really good point. The vision pro um, and how that could play into the F1 thing could be really interesting. Yes. Yeah. yeah I and mean, that, it, that, that might be a lot easier to do than some of the immersive, the, the football immersive stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm sorry, Ben, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's a couple things here. Number one, Formula One does uh, meet Apple's goal of international appeal. And the other thing, there has been exactly one major market that Formula One has traditionally struggled in, the United States. Um, uh, not, for, not for the last three years. Not not for the last three years, but yeah, uh, th- there has been trepidation within the Formula One Google good old boys towards the United States, and trepidation historically to uh, with the United States public favoring internal forms of motorsports. Um, for Liberty Media, which is uh, like Webb said, a United States company. Uh, gaining a larger foothold within the United States and maybe doing it a broadcast style that meets uh, the stu- the what uh, American racing viewers are looking for um, it would be something that would be very very intriguing to both Liberty Media and Apple. A, a couple of things that's worth noting. Um, one of the other things that's going on with Formula One is that there, there technically is an American team, uh, Gene Haas or Haas Racing um, uh, at, uh, in IndyCar. It was Newman Haas, uh, Paul Newman, and, and mm-hmm. uh, was involved. Uh, the other thing that's going on was that the FIA has agreed to allow Michael Andretti and Andretti Cadillac Racing or Andretti and General Motors. Andretti Autosport. Yeah, 
to to come in. But it's like you said, Ben, it's the old boys network and all the other team owners, what they call the Concord Agreement, uh, the, the, the governing body of who gets to come in and who doesn't is controlled by the teams themselves. Um, yeah. And that, that's real interesting. So, so Andretti's trying to come in. So there's another American component here that I think uh, uh, they're trying to get, get some traction on. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the other part about that, um, there has been rumors that uh, Haas F1, which is of course a sister company to uh Stuart Haas racing in NASCAR uh, may be talking with their NASCAR manufacturer Ford about a getting back into formula one, um, which would also increase that American component of the sport and potentially get more uh, views, which again would make it more, uh attractive to, to apple and the one thing too about this and web to your point you know could be five years could be seven years after they come to an agreement that that just feels very apple like that instead of just throwing oh my god money at it today and trying to score um and, and they've had to do that in a couple of cases but it just feels like this is one of those where we can cultivate the relationship meanwhile we're developing our technology and we can bring some ideas to the table that others others can't or have not so far so it just feels like a very apple play to me and ben's point about a worldwide audience is a great one um uh, yeah i i I think this is going to be very interesting to watch but they got to have the worldwide rights to go with it and that's the that's going to be tough Mm -hmm. that's going to be tough for apple to pull off yeah but then i mean they they may nibble at it and they may just try to knock off, you know, a little bit at a time. So yeah. let's see. So there would eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I've been, game. yeah, Cletus and I've been having a, an interesting little back and forth here about the, the percentage of the Mac voices audience that are sports fans and what we would be, what we, what we would consider our, ourselves fans of. And I think it's probably safe to say that maybe we all have one or two sports that we pay attention to. I don't know that we're super diehard about more than maybe one at a time, but I'm not sure where the target target audience for us, a sports programming. Yeah, can't be high. Yeah. But on the other hand, Apple doesn't want to be just seen as a tech company. Clearly, yep. they want to be an entertainment yeah. company. So. Yep. Guys, we're pretty much over time, but uh, this was a great discussion. Thank you all very much. Um, I know we had a couple of members, Brian and Eric, notably, that were very quiet tonight. So I'm not sure if they're just being stoic or what. Maybe they were just tired. They're not going to say anything. They're still not going to say anything. (laughs) Ties tied up too tight. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, if you're talking, you're muted. Maybe that's why you've been quiet all night. You forgot to <laughs> I've been since all night long and nothing went strong. No, a little bit tired and a little bit, um, yeah, it's sort of, yeah, there are a few sport things that are interesting, but what I'm really waiting for is to see where Apple starts 
doing, you know, stereo recording, doing 3D imagery of, I'm less interested in the sport. I'm more interested in the technology used to capture it. That I think could be really exciting. Uh, And it's going to take a while. There, There are lots of possibilities there. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm excited that they're looking at sports. I hope they look at more of them, but with enough control to be able to roll out some really new way of, of, of viewing them and experiencing them that, that I am really looking forward to. I was going to add too, that I think even Apple's small foray so far into sports, they've been learning from their own mistakes and making steps going forward. I do watch some Friday night baseball from Apple and it's completely a 100% better experience this past season for yeah. major league baseball than it was last season. Um, it, was, it was horrible. Yeah, last season. Season. They had yeah, season one was rough as hell. Yeah. They had commentators that weren't dialed into the game. Um, last year it was not, not so good. And this year is, is much, much better. But but Mm -hmm. one thing that has continued, I think, from both last season to this season, I think is I like that they have a very Apple-esque clean interface to, Mm -hmm. you know, to to the overlays that are, you know, on the games. They have good, good, um, it was brought up earlier with the AWS um, next-gen stats and that Amazon does with the Thursday night, they kind of similar type things with Apple. It's good. I mean, that that type of stuff is good, and they're learning. Yeah, Apple has kind of taken the, the traditional elements they needed and and put it into their broadcast, uh, while being uh, new and fresh at the same time. Mm-hmm. One more thing to watch. One yeah. more thing to watch. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go around the room and let folks know where they can find you. And then we're going to get out of here and go to after dark. Um, so I'm just going to keep the order the way we started out. And David, that means you. Uh, thank you so much for, for coming and sharing your, your thoughts, especially on the browsers. Some interesting points there that I'm not sure I knew enough about because yeah. I don't play with Windows that much. Um, where can folks I wish I did, you? but I do. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes, you can find me at InTouchWithiOS at InTouchWithiOS.com. YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash InTouchWithiOS. I'm here on Tuesdays. I'm on the Mac show on the Persian Tech Network on Fridays. And uh, I'm on Mastodon at DayG65 at uh, Mastodon.club. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you. Jim Ray, thank you so much for sharing the developer's perspective tonight. Uh, We spent a lot of time on that, but it was a great discussion. Where can folks connect with you? Uh, you're muted, Jim. They're not going to be able to know. They're not going to be able to connect. You cannot connect with me. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry about that. On the internet at proview.com, P-R-O-V-U-E.com, or um, on Mastodon at ProViewJim, same spelling, at techhub.social. Thank you, Jim. Always good to have you. Ryan Flanagan Arthurs, please pull your tie down a little bit. Get let a little blood flow to the brain so we can hear more from you <laughs> next next time. <laughs> Where can folks connect with you? All right. So the best place to reach me is uh, Mastodon. 
Brian8944 at mastodon.cloud. Uh, also available on Spoutable, Blue Sky, and X at Brian8944. Thank you, Brian. Great to have you. Hey, great to be here. Eric Bowden, thank you for being here. Even if you are a little tired, we, we appreciate you showing up. Where can we find you? Um, I am found mostly on Mastodon at uh, EA Bolden at techhub.social and EA Bolden at mes.tl. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Web Bixby already unloosened his tie in, in anticipation of my, my comments. Well, thanks so much. Hope you uh, feel better and are back to full speed next week. Uh, where can folks connect with you? Well, I'll, I'll be on the, the Mastodon bandwagon tonight. So it's Web Bixby at, at uh, excuse me, Mastodon Web Bixby at twit.social. It's probably the best way to find me that way. Great. Good to have you, Web. Thank you. Ben Rathig, thank you so much for being here, even with without a tie, just being casual tonight. Um, where can folks find you? You're, uh, muted. you're muted, Ben. <laughs> and I was muted when I told you you were muted. So it was a double <laughs> mute. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, you can find me on uh, the Blue X Spout Thread, uh, <laughs> blah, 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 whatever, Don. Uh, there's, yeah. pro- the, the, there's probably new ones that came up while I was speaking, while I was uh, doing this. It's at Ben Rathig on that social media of choice. Now uh, you can find my writings at Rathig.tech. On Thursdays, you can find me on In Touch with iOS, or at least most Thursdays, you can find me on In Touch with iOS with Mr. David Ginsburg. Uh, Thursday and Friday mornings, uh, depending where you are, you can find me at. Uh, the British Techno Network on their big and Mac shows. Uh, for unfortunately, that they have not combined those into food. And of course, uh, most Tuesdays you can find me here on Mac Voices. Thank you, Ben. With, with that Chuck Joyner guy. Yeah, I don't know who he is. <clears throat> don't know who he is. Mark Fuccio, thank you for, as always, a very timely background um, and for all the business insights tonight. Uh, Where can folks connect with you? Because I know they want to connect with you. Okay. The easiest place is X at Mark Fuccio, M-A-R-K-F-U-C-C-I-O, one one word. Or you might try maybe uh, um, Mark Fuccio or mfuccio at twit.social. So uh, haven't been there for a while. It's kind of a lonely place. but. Uh, Webb mentioned it, so I figure I'd toss it out there too, and we'll see what happens. Great. Thank you. Folks, this is Mac Voices Live. We do this Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. So mark your calendars, tell your smart assistant, your smart speaker, whatever, to remind you to join us next week at that time. Uh, YouTube.com slash Mac Voices TV. We do this every week and it is always insightful and a whole lot of fun. We'd love to have you join us, especially want to thank the chat room tonight. We had a lot of different conversations going back and forth. I tried to pull them in whenever possible, but there were just a lot going on. Um, so until next time, uh, oh, and I should say, sorry, this will be lightly edited and added to the Mac Voices feeds eventually um, with all the links that I couldn't post in the uh, in the chat rooms tonight. So sorry about that. We'll work that one out. With that, thanks so much. We will see you next time. Thanks for watching. 
Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.